Welcome to Flowcast. I am your host, Jeremiah Washington. We're sharing stories about people changing lives in hopeful ways for the life of the world. A ministry of Dominican Sisters of Springfield, Illinois, recorded live at Sacred Heart Convent. I am here with today, Sister Mary Emmerich, or as they like to say on the intercom when they page you, Sister Mary Emmerich Emmerich. How come they say Emmerich twice on the intercom? That's a long story. <laughs> uh, my family name was Emmerich. Yeah. And when I heard there was a St. Emmerich, and we usually take a saint's name, I said, oh, well, I'll just take Emmerich from my religious name, too. Then they ask you for suggestions of what you might like. Well, by that time, I kind of put it down as my sixth choice. It wasn't what my first one at all. That's the one that was chosen for me. And so it's two different spellings. My family name, E-M-E-R-I-C-K. My religious name, E-M-M-E-R-I-C. Oh, and the feast day, uh, America's Vespucius was named for St. Emmerich. So America is named for St. Emmerich. Okay. <laughs> you retired in 2012 from teaching. Right. When did you become a teacher? In 1953. 1953. <laughs> right. Where all did you teach? I started out at Crystal Lake in Northern Illinois. Then I went to St. Charles Borromeo, a very small school in Hampshire. Two of my students from there, way back then, they still write to me regularly. So that's, that's a thrill. Then I went to St. Cabrini here in Springfield. From there, I went to Pena. Then I went to Denver. <laughs> then back to Assumption, Illinois, close by here, uh, St. Cabrini again. And then um, they started the program, Individually Guided Education, at St. Lawrence O'Toole, uh, close to Chicago. And so I volunteered for that. Yeah. And then back to St. Joseph and Bradley, then Pena. Springfield, St. Agnes, and then the last 23 years in Chicago. Mm -hmm. <laughs> How was that considering uh, where you're from? I never was eager to go to Chicago because it seemed so impersonal. Everybody's hurrying and yeah. the traffic and the everything. But after 23 years, it became like home. And especially your school community and your parish community is, is like your little town. So it worked out well. I still hear from them as well. That's good. Speaking of little town, where are you from again? Mendota. I was raised on a farm, but the closest town was Mendota, Illinois. And that's where I went to Holy Cross Grade School and then Mendota Township High School. How was it being raised on a farm, like a small town, and then going from that to doing a lot of traveling? I love farm life. I think I learned so much from it. And I was the oldest, so I helped my dad outside a lot, did the milking and <laughs> all the outside jobs. In high school, I started thinking about what I wanted to do, and I thought I wanted to be a teacher. I had been attracted to the sisters that taught in the grade school by their, they seemed so joyful and dedicated. I liked that. I thought, oh, oh, be realistic. You probably wouldn't ever be a sister. So then I started visiting like Northern Illinois University and Champaign and different places that I might go to college. Then one of my classmates entered uh, the novitiate here in Springfield, and I, and that just reignited everything. I thought, oh, 
I can com- I can combine teaching and enter the convent. So that that's what I did in 1951. I graduated, and three weeks later, I was in the novitiate. Oh wow! <laughs> so, so how many years of that is uh, being a sister? Well, sixty. Sixty years. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. I am so grateful that the Lord drew me to that because it's been a wonderful ride. That's great. That's, I'm glad to hear it. When you became a sister, how did your family take that? My mother was happy about it. My father, not so much. <laughs> how come? <laughs> well, I don't know if he had stereotypes. He was a convert. He became Catholic when my dad and mom were married. And so he hadn't been around the sisters and things like that. However, fortunately, the day I was to enter Springfield and enter the convent was a rainy day. So he couldn't work in the field. Yeah. So mom prevailed upon him to be the driver. Not only that, but there had been storms along the way, and he was kind of curious to see the damage that the storms had done. The, I think even a tornado had gone through. And we came into the, you know, the front door, front entrance. Sister, Mother Imelda and Sister Virginia and all the people kind of came and met us and talked to us. And he was one over. Oh, then all of a sudden, he was the proud daddy of his son. <laughs> so, after that, he really um, was one of my greatest fans. Oh, that's amazing. I think you had asked uh, at one time what I found helpful uh, living in community. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking about that, and I appreciate the mosaic of gifts and talents the sisters have. You go into chapel, and it's beautifully decorated. Sister Frances Mary plays the organ so beautifully. So you have the beautiful music, you have the, the flowers, and then just going from chapel to the dining room, the, the places along the hall, it's all so uplifting. So I, I think appreciating the talent uh, of all the various sisters is one of the things that helps me. Uh, the camaraderie, you have that companionship, especially now at COVID times. Uh, somebody said to me, oh, you're lucky you have somebody to talk to. <laughs> and and it's true. You almost always have someone to talk to, whether you're down or whether you're up. That's and they true. can share it with you. So your joys are multiplied and your sorrows are divided yeah. <laughs> or subtracted. I think the fact that we're working toward the same goal, not that we're all perfect, that we're far from it, but we all want the same thing. We all want to grow in the love of God and to try to express that love to others so that they'll know how much they are loved by God as well. I've just been so grateful for community because my personality, I don't think I would have ever had the experiences I've had as far as, you know, being sent to Denver as principal, <laughs> and, and I've never been principal before. <laughs> I had I had gone to U of I for my master's in supervision and, and so on, but to um, uh, there I was, out on my own, and I had to, uh, I had to grow, yeah. you know, so community uh, has helped me a great deal to uh, grow spiritually and, and professionally. That's a good thing. Yeah, this building is um, it's such a uh, how I put it, just a 
family. Mm-hmm. It's a big family. It is. First walking in this building, I, I wouldn't be surprised if everyone was related. Because <laughs> it's just like family. Uh-huh. And that's a big thing. I'm, I'm proud to be a part of the family mm-hmm. the, at this building. But from working here and, you know. Mm-hmm. Visit SpringfieldOP.org. That's SpringfieldOP, like Order of Preachers.org. And click on the Listen, See, Respond button to take a three-day virtual retreat. You had asked me about how my image of God or understanding of God had changed over the years. I would just say that my mother instilled in me a love of God and a love of faith, but I, I saw it more as earning God's love and being good because God was always watching kind of thing. It just, it evolves. I think my 30-day retreat was one of the greatest graces of my life because it it really changed my whole image and orientation to God, that God is love, and He loves us no matter what. And we just respond to that love. When you know you're loved, you respond to it, not out of fear that He might zap you, (laughs) that you want to be that team that brings love into the world. It continues to grow. When they used to uh, use the words like holy mystery or uncreated energy, it kind of left me um, kind of cold or I thought it was impersonal. But the more I think about uncreated energy, that's what love is. Love is energy. That's what brings everything about new life into the world. And so God is the uncreated energy that is the source of all of our energy. And so it it has come to mean a lot more to me. And once again, one of the advantages of being in a religious community is you have so many opportunities to grow your, your idea and your image of God because you have retreats and you you have spiritual reading and so many opportunities. Sometimes it scares me because I think, oh, I have all these opportunities. Am I really responding to them as fully as I might? But once again, God takes you where you are. And so I just put myself in God's hands. And he's the architect for, for each of us. With love, he brings about who we are, our best selves. That was a powerful uh, answer to that question. I appreciate you for coming uh, to the podcast, podcast, and I'm, as they say on TV, thank you for having me. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is audio. We won't we won't be on TV. But yes. Oh yes. Correct. Thank God. <laughs> and uh, yeah. Thank you for listening to Flowcast. Join us next week to hear more stories about people changing lives in hopeful ways for the life of the world.